You know, you may be seated this morning. Perfect in all your ways, Lord. Can you say that this morning? No matter what is going on with us. Listen, so grateful to be with you today. Thank you for joining us, whether you're watching from home or you're here. We're just glad you're here. And uh, this is a beautiful day. Busy week, no doubt, for all of us uh, as we prepare for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is going to be different this year, and it's going to be a little weird. Many of our uh, normal celebrations are, gonna have to, are being tweaked and broken up, and, but it's okay. God is still good, and we're still thankful. Um, I want us to, uh, if we can, we have a piece that we want to show you this morning that just, I want to just, just settle our hearts. We're going to show you, this is a video that we have, and uh, I just want us to kind of get into this this morning and, and receive this before we get into our message and into our time of thanksgiving. Uh, let's watch this together. Give thanks for the good days. When the traffic lights all turn green, when promotions come and bad habits are broken. Give thanks for warm meals and the company of friends. Give thanks for undeniable blessings and clear direction. When the music floods your soul and the worship songs flow without effort. Give thanks for coffee and clothing and hope that the two never mix. Give thanks for the mother who battles daily in prayer, for the father working three jobs, for the brothers and sisters who build blanket forts and read bedtime stories. Give thanks for sons and daughters and all our family who remind us of what truly matters. Give thanks for the stranger who holds the door open and the lifelong friend who holds you when life is broken. Give thanks for the hard days, for the phone call that brings life crashing down, for jobs lost and friendships fallen into conflict. Give thanks for the anger that reminds us we are human and the tears that express more than words could ever fathom. Give thanks, though the pain is overwhelming, your energy spent, your spirit fallen, and your only option is to fall to your knees before your Holy Father and cry out, God, please help me. For in that moment, his power is made perfect. His love is made evident. He becomes your strength, your comfort, and your salvation. Give thanks for the power of redemption, from Genesis to Revelation, for the endless promises of a God who would rather sacrifice his son than give up on his children for nail-pierced hands, for brilliant dawns, for the cool touch of rain and the simplicity of a quiet day, for all things great and small, let us give thanks. It's 
See, here's the thing about gratitude. It's a perspective. It's a way of seeing life. It's not denying difficulty. It's not denying brokenness or sickness or weariness or struggle. It's not a denial of those things. We can actually uh, acknowledge those things. It is, however, being grateful for the good we see that they produce. Because often, many of the greatest things that happen in our lives come from difficult circumstances, right? So even in the, in the middle of weariness, in the middle of difficulty, in the middle of questions and doubts and fears, we can still say, God, you're good. And I trust you. See, being a grateful and thankful people is at the very core of our faith as believers in Jesus. God has called us to be a thankful people. He says it's his will that we be a grateful and thankful people. But uh, I don't know about you, but I've noticed in our, in our culture, in our world, gratefulness, thankfulness, acknowledging God seems to be missing in many ways, right? I mean, it's, it's sort of, we're, I don't know. It's, and I started thinking about this this week that Paul encourages us in Romans 1 uh, to be thankful. And actually what he says is he kind of gives a description of, of what the world can look like. The world is... <laughs> it uh, can be a messed up place. And what's interesting in Romans 1, he starts with acknowledging God and being thankful. That sometimes when we, when we don't do those things, it can literally be the beginning of a lot of brokenness in our lives. It can literally be the start of a lot of spiraling out of control into sinfulness, sinful behavior, Think, not, not even thinking of God, moving our hearts away from God. He's, he said this in Romans 1, verse 21. I, w- I want you to look at it on our screen here. It says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. See, it was a matter of perspective, how they were seeing things, how they were acknowledging things. And when they don't acknowledge God, when we don't acknowledge God and we're not a thankful people, what can happen is we can begin to have darkened hearts. We become foolish in our own thinking and we can worship the created things instead of the one who's created it. That's what happened in that passage. You know, I love uh, Ann Voskamp. She's an amazing writer. She writes about uh, this sin of ungratefulness, if you will, even about Adam and Eve. She says, from all our beginnings, we keep uh, reliving the garden story. Satan, he wanted more, more power, more glory. Ultimately, in his essence, Satan is an ingrate, and he sinks his venom into the heart of Eden. uh, Satan's sin becomes the first sin of all humanity, the sin of ingratitude. Adam and Eve are are simply painfully ungrateful for what God gave. Isn't that the catalyst of all my sin? Our fall was, has always been, and always will be that we aren't satisfied in God and what he gives. And so we hunger for something more, something more other. Satan was ungrateful, and as a result, he was thrown to earth, and Adam and Eve, 
They were infected with that same ungratefulness. By extension, we got a piece of that, and we can be an ungrateful people. As we look back over our lives, some days it's just like we just don't see it, right? We just don't acknowledge God. We don't thank God. And so we live in a, in a state of ungratefulness. But here's the good news this morning. You ready? Good news is in Jesus, as it always is. It's the gospel. He lived. Jesus lived a thankful life. All throughout the gospels, he's giving thanks to his father in all he did. It's his modeling for us what a life of thankfulness should look like. Uh, In his life, his death, sacrificed on our behalf so that he could bring us into right relationship with himself. So that's what we celebrate this morning. That's what we sing of. That's what we hope in. We no longer have to live lives of ungratefulness. We we no longer are slaves to our sin. Instead, we can give thanks and praise to our God because of what he's done in Jesus. When we do that, when we thank God, when we live as a grateful people, regardless of the circumstance or the state of our lives or what we're walking through, God receives glory from that state of our hearts, from that position that we worship from. So this is what I want to do this morning. It's going to be a little different, like I said. As a family today, I want us, I want us to give God praise. I want us to give him thanks for who he is and for all he's done. And so really the service is uh, the length of the service and the depth of the service. If can I be honest, it's, it's kind of up to you today. It's going to be very simple. I have a few points and a few scriptures. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up the floor. We've got this microphone here, and we've got a microphone, in essence, on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook today, uh, on your keypad or on your phone, you can write in whatever response that you feel like you want to share with us as a family, and uh, Lori's going to share some of those. And so today, even if you're watching from home, you can be a part of our service even now as we're doing this together, this time of thanksgiving. So this is what it'll look like. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14 says, this is what I want you to do. I want you, when you come together, I want you to share a song, share a story, share a verse, share a teaching. That, that was Paul's uh, leading for what the church ought to be like when we come together. Too often, there's too much of a talking head from this position up here and not enough sharing from out there. So it's going to be fine, everybody. Just take a deep breath. We can do this. And I think what will be awesome about this will be the fact that we get to hear your heart. We get to hear what God is doing in you, and as a family, we get to celebrate the beauty of his work in us. So we praise God for who he's been. We give an encouraging word. We sing a chorus of a song. We read a scripture, whatever it is that God lays on your heart. And let this just be a time of of family sharing. I'm going to give some different topics that we can share within. And I'm going to read a scripture for each one of these. And uh, and then we're going to go today after we sing at the end of that. I've asked the band just to stay and continue to play. Let the music sort of help fill the room as we do this in Thanksgiving as well. And so um, let's get started. Here's the first one. We give thanks to God simply for who he is. Right? Regardless of what he's done, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what he's done in the past, what he'll do in the future, we just give thanks to the Lord 
because of who he is. The Bible says this, Psalm 100, verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name. Who would be the first one this morning to stand up and grab this microphone here and say, yeah, God is good for who he is. I'll tell you what, I'll do it. I'll be the first one. How about that? Oh, no, come on, Paul. I've got my own microphone. I can beat you still. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's not touch the thing. I'll just touch it. How about that? No, it's hands too. There you go. We can just set it down. You can just speak into it. Yeah, go for it. I, uh, I am thankful for God's protection. Uh, some of you know the uh, story I got to experience uh, this past Friday. I was uh, on my way home. No, it's Thursday, excuse me, Thursday. I was on my way home, and I, uh, I uh, was stopped up here at Baseline because I was on my way to uh, get some light bulbs from Home Depot, and this man runs up to the truck and got a gas can and got this you know, four, five-foot-long CB antenna in his hand and just runs up to me and is like, hey, can you roll your window down? I'm sure. I roll the window down. It's like, hey, I need you to take me up to my truck. I've got, uh, I need to get gas in my truck. My truck's up here at Best Pro Shop. And he's sweating profusely. He's got his mask on. It looks like he's been running and he's just hyperventilating in his mask. I'm like, sure, hop in. I'm all by myself, by the way. Um, and gets in the truck. As soon as he sits down, he starts to pass out. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, what have I just gotten myself into? But at the same time, I was at peace. I was like, he doesn't seem like he's going to threaten me. He just seems like he needs help, and there's something wrong. So I'm like, hey, tell me your name. My name's Michael. Okay, Michael, what do you do? You know, I work at Kohler and Sheridan. And we just kind of talk as I'm going along. And as soon as he stops to talk, he just goes, hey. I'm thinking, okay, if you pass out and you don't wake up, I'm just going to leave you asleep and we're going to the police station because you need some help above what I can provide. And he stays awake and we get to the gas station. So now I'm at this point where I'm like, okay, I don't feel like I'm in any danger, but I don't want to be like, hey, I'm going to take you to the police station. I don't feel comfortable doing this because the guy's got a CB antenna in my truck and I don't know what he's going to do. And so we go over to the gas station, and he's just in this hurry. He's like, I'm in a hurry. i got to go. i got to go. i got to go. I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. i got to go. And I'm like, calm down. I'm going to take care of you. We're going to take care of you. I'm going to buy you gas. It's all good. And he's like, okay, well, i I got to get, get going. I'm like, well, the gas, he's driving this big three-to-quarter-ton truck, supposedly. We never actually went to the truck. He just pointed at it and said that was his. So I don't know if it was his truck or not. And I was like, okay, well, that's not going to get you where you're going because he said he needed to get to Clinton, Arkansas. That's a drive. I don't know. And so I'm like, if we can get the truck started and we can get it back over here, I will pay for half a tank of gas for you to get you on your way. Okay, well, I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, go to the bathroom. And he, <laughs> he goes in there, and I'm like, all right, I'm done pumping gas. I back up. I park the truck. And we're just right over here at the Love uh, truck stop. I parked the truck right in front of the cashier, so there's visibility on my truck, and there's cameras on my truck, and I'm just sitting there hanging out, and my wife calls me, and she says, where are you? So I well, just saw, and you never guess what happened, and I start to tell the story, 
And little did I know, she had a friend of hers just experienced something similar at Best Pro Shop, but she was out of gas and she was waiting on AAA to come take care of her. A guy walked up to her truck and was like, hey, I need gas. And she was like, I'm sorry, I have my children. I can't help you. A policeman's on his way to watch over me. He can help you. And he just starts banging on her window. Let me in. I want you to help me. And tried to rob her, basically. And the policeman shows up right about that time, and he runs off. And she's like, everything you're telling me fits the same story that she had. You need to get out of the truck right now, go in the gas station, and then call the cops. I'm just like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even argue. You guys know me. I give my wife a hard time whenever she tells me stuff like this. I did not argue. She had that tone in her voice. And so I get out of the truck, lock it, go in the gas station, go to the cashier and start telling her what's going on. And then she, my wife gets on her mom's phone, calls 911, dispatcher calls me. It's like, hey, what's going on? This is what's going on. In the meantime, the guy starts trying to bum other things off of me. He's trying to want me to pay for his food. I'm like, I'm not paying for food. I told you I'll pay for gas only. And at one point, he finally gets to the point, I thought he was gone. Well, he kept going back into the bathroom. Well, I don't know anything about people who are addicted to drugs, uh, but my wife knows, knows some of that. And she said, it sounds like he's hooked on drugs. He's going inside and maybe shooting up and then coming back out. I'm like, ooh, kid, okay. So... Dispatcher calls me. I tell her what's going on. She's like, well, if you feel like you're in danger, leave. I'm like, no, I don't feel like I'm in any danger. I've got, I'm in a truck stop with who knows how many truckers with a concealed carry. I'm on cameras. Uh, I want to see what happens. You know, I'm an idiot. I want to see what happens. And so <laughs> he comes up to me, tries to bum more food off of me. And then he's like, no, uh, I'm not paying for that. He's, so he just calmly walks out to his truck and gets his stuff and just says, hey, I'm going to go now. Okay. And just trots off towards Best Pro Shop. And at that point, I'm just like, okay, this, this, this situation has just taken care of itself. And so I go back inside. The dispatcher's like, hey, have a nice day. You can leave whenever you want. I go back inside to tell the cashier what's going on so that in case she sees this man again, he's trying to take advantage of somebody else, They, she can call the cops on him. And... I never thought at any point in time, I'm just like, hey, I'm being a good citizen. My wife comes <laughs> pulling in, comes inside and just starts wailing on me. What were you doing? What were you thinking? I'm just trying to be a good citizen. You don't know what's going on. And the provision that God gave me through all of that to, one, have the heart to risk it. Because he could have shot me right there. I mean, who knows? But then on top of that, my wife was looking out for me. God was looking out for me. Uh, I told Rachel, told the story to my mom yesterday, and she was like, you have no idea what guardian angels were watching over you and how God was taking care of you through that. And it never, never dawned on me. Never dawned on me that, you know, me risking it, in turn, God protected me. And I'm just so thankful that he was protecting me through that because... I, uh, in the past, you would never see me do that. I'm like, no, I'm not risking it. I'm not doing that. But the sermons and the, the podcast that you have and just the, the reading through Psalms of the Thanksgiving and learning, doing your law, it's just all been speaking to me that I need to be more open. I need to be willing to risk it. 
but I have a habit sometimes of going too far too fast. <laughs> and so just the protection of all that just made me so thankful that, I mean, he's watching over me even whenever I'm not just, you know, through life. He's still watching over me. He's still taking care of me. He's still providing for me. Um, even when I don't realize it, even when I'm not thankful for it, he's always there. He's always just like, I've got your back. And it just, I, I don't know what else to say, but just thank you, God. Amen. Amen. He protected you from that gentleman and from Aaron both. Yes. Hey, one of the things I love to do in these kind of situations, just to hear popcorn sort of testimonies of who God is. As we talk about who God is, we thank God for who he is. What would you say he is? I might say he's redeemer. Paul just said he's protector. Who, what would you say? Just say it out loud. He's peace, provider, hope, provider, what else? Life, savior, father, strength, our righteousness. Who else is he? What? Comforter. What? Guardian. Yeah. Emmanuel, God with us. Good shepherd. He's our friend. Praise God. Light. We thank God this morning for who he is. We also thank him for what he's done, right? Number one, he saved us. Psalm 95, verse 1 and 2 says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Anybody feel led to come to the microphone and just share what God has done, something he's done for you? Something he's, he's helped you with, helped you through. Somebody be willing to do that? Come on. Douglas. And we, should, we won't have to touch this. We can just stand here and speak into it, and we can, that way we can stay COVID safe there. Yeah, man. Hello, everybody. My name is Douglas. Um, I'm not really speak English good, but I'm going to try and. <laughs> Doing great. So I'm going to share something today uh, to me and my family. And then this is happening in July. Uh, me and my wife go to vacation to Branson, Missouri. I stay over there and just doing to me like uh, COVID-19. And I, can't, I, I, don't, I don't do nothing in there. We stay in the room. And started doing fever and everything. Stayed over there, and and then uh, we stay over there for five days. We I try and come back, but uh, every when we start, there's doing uh, there's doing more and more, and you know. So there's the last day. My wife she said, "Oh well, um, we had to go. I can't I can't go to sleep all, uh, on the whole night." My wife she said. We can go at um, 4 o'clock in the morning, she said. I told her, yeah, I mean, it's fine. 
I say, you ready? Go back to the house. He said, yeah. And then um, I try and go back to the house, and there's already drink medicine, and uh, I'm, I'm not driving, and then try and come back to my house, and then um, everybody is sleepy. You can believe it that, but I'm asleep in the truck. I'm a driver. I'm going to drive like 65 miles for an hour. And I'm sleeping. Everybody is sleeping in the, in the car. And then uh, this is, I feel it like, I, I, can, I can say that because God, I see God, his hands in my life, in my family. And this moment is really sad and, and like sad for me because there's my whole family in the truck, you know. And then uh, if it's only me, I mean, it's fine. You know, I can die by yourself. But it's my wife, my two daughters, and the truck. My wife, um, she's wake up. She said, Douglas, what are you doing? Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it's 60 miles an hour, the truck doing like boom, boom. You know, because I'm not in the way. I mean, I go on the other side, like lefty. There's only one, and then when you drive, it's one down, one up, you know, and one. And the, no, there's not a freeway. There's howling, you know, and then uh, I'm gonna wake up and like it's really bad. It's really bad because it's a lot of mountain, you know, especially it's it's really bad in the way, you know. And I see God, His hands in my life, in my in, in my whole family. God, He's protecting me in this moment. I, 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 he has remembered me every, in my memory, every day. Like, you know, God, he's, he's take care of my family. Amen. You know, he's take care of my family and me. And, and then uh, I want to say thank you so much. I share this because he's, when I sit down over there and pastor, he's talked, you know, for, you can share something. And God, he put down something. I mean, you have to go. You have to go <laughs> and say something. You know, because this, this is going to happen sometimes, you know. But don't worry about it. Jesus is take care of every single body in, here, in this room, you know. Amen. Thank you for this moment. Yeah. Thank you. Gracias, hermano. Thank you. Amen. He's our healer, protector. Anybody else quickly? Something that God has done? Come on, Louis. Probably some, most of the time through um, conversations with brothers of mine. And uh, I was recently talking to a friend of mine who said that he heard a sermon on um, James chapter 5. I'm not sure what verse. Where it says that um, the prayer of the righteous availeth, availeth much. And um, I'll be honest, when I read that, I'm, I'm thinking it really doesn't pertain to me. And it go, But it goes on and it talks about how Elijah was a man with the same nature as us but still I would think in my head that like well Elijah was this prophet he was just this great man of God but he said that um in the sermon he 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 goes on to say that talks about that because we have Christ's righteousness we can come to him and so often I walk uh, you know I, I I deal with this 
because I want to be the perfect man of God. I, I put so much pressure on myself to, um, to be as obedient as I can and, and not to let my emotions, you know, um, just uh, kind of, I don't know, lead me into sin or, um, you know. Uh, so Thursday and Friday were pretty bad for me at work. And um, yesterday was kind of a day where I just sit around and watch football and, and really didn't um, read the word and spend any time with God. And, and this morning I just woke up feeling just kind of shame and guilt and feeling so distant from God. And Friday I, I'd, I'd spoken to my mother and we're not doing Thanksgiving. And, I, you know, I was, was really kind of um, disrespectful to her and kind of taking all the things that I was going through with work out on her, and I'll be honest, I didn't want to come to church, and I actually just changed my mind to like 10 minutes before I had to leave, I was like, let me hurry up and get ready, and going back to what I was talking about, because I was just reminded of how I'm righteous, and how I'm righteous because he was righteousness for me, because I struggle every day with ingratitude, anger, and all of these things, and I feel like I can't come to God, and when it's, that's the most time, that's the time when I need to come to him the most, mm -hmm. and that's why I'm here right now, because he was righteous for me, mm -hmm. and I'm just, I'm thankful for that, I'm thankful, because yeah. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely fall short daily, and I don't say that as a cliche, because I know it is in the church, like, I, I, I seriously am so thankful that, like, he was that righteousness for me. Thank you, brother. We praise God. We thank God because he's so very good to us. There's several scriptures that start and have this, this little section of scripture. First Chronicles 16, 34, uh, then Psalm 106 begins with it, Psalm 107, Psalm 118, Psalm 136, all begins with this first verse that I'm going to read to you. But Psalm 136 uh, carries on just a little bit more for three verses. I want to I read it to you, the first three verses. We thank God because he's so very good. Psalm 136, verse 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. I wonder if we'd have somebody that would just come and share quickly about how God has been good to you. Somebody feel led to come share about that? Oh, has he not been good to anybody? Maybe that's it. Okay. <laughs> come on, brother. <laughs> I'm not much of a public speaker, so just forgive me if I crack up. <clears throat> I'm looking out there and I see how God has been good to me. First and foremost is my family. Yeah. Not just my flesh and blood who live with me, and, but my family here in every seat sitting next to me and behind me. God is good constantly. Somebody tried to, uh, you know, this time is just horrible, isn't it? It's just the worst. But no matter what, how bad 
of things I hear, people who are suffering from COVID, people who are not able to be here, who are missing us and we're missing them. All things work for the good. Yeah. Because you never know what you've got until it's gone. So as horrible as this is, God knows that he, he realized that we're not going to understand how precious something is, like being able to just be together until it's gone. So when we're grappling and moaning and scared of this, it's because we don't have the ability to be with the ones that we love. And God knows that. God has made us realize how special each and every one of us. So if one good thing has come from this, it's that we know now how good we had it for so long and we took advantage of it. We didn't pay attention to it. But now we're realizing, we're learning just how special a handshake is, a hug, being able to stand in front of a mic without fear of infecting someone, how wonderful it is to just be around someone. God said it's not good for us to be alone. Right. Well, this is uh, a little bit of medicine for us. You realize it's not good for you to be alone. Realize that. Practice it. Appreciate that blessing, that love, that family that I've given you. That's my... Thank you, brother. I'm Anthony Kennedy, and this is my wife, Adrian. Um, we just wanted to share how God has been good to us. So there's been a lot of things going on in our life, um, a lot of uncertainty uh, about the future. And so at the beginning of the semester, I started having these health problems, uh, which are still undiagnosed. And um, my heart has just not been doing super great, and my blood pressure has been really, really high. And um, I, I'm and the National Guard and in ROTC. And so I'm supposed to be graduating and becoming an officer in the National Guard. But um, because of these health problems, everything has been put on hold and we're not sure what's going on. And so um, it started, there's like a lot of, a lot of pressure and a lot of um, worry and anxiety. And um, it really started getting to us whenever we went and had my stress test done and you know, I'm, I'm a physically active guy, you know, and, and being in the military and stuff, you know, physically active, doing stuff. And um, I just got through doing a 12-mile ruck um, for an FTX that we did that Sunday and Thursday. I went and was, was having a stress test. And so I'm in there, you know, and I'm walking on the treadmill, you know, and the nurses are there and they're checking my blood pressure and stuff. And I get up to a brisk walk and they have to shut down the test because my heart rate went up really high and my blood pressure went to... Um, 220 over something. It was it was high, and um, uh, we we come back, you know, and we get through hearing a lot about death, and um, you know, it's just kind of crazy for the both of us and my wife, not knowing what's going to happen to me if, you know, I could be walking somewhere and just drop dead. You know, we don't know um, 
what, what could go on. And then to make all of this worse, Satan has really just been attacking us a lot um, spiritually. And we're like, we were at a point where we weren't getting any sleep and we were starting to get kind of paranoid from the things that were going on. And um, it was just kind of scary and crazy. But I want to give thanks um, to God for how good he is to us. That even in all of this, like this is nothing. And we are so blessed to, to have each other and to be able to experience love um, because of Jesus Christ and um, because of the love that he has provided for us and because of the Holy Spirit that he has um, put in our life and because of the church family and the small groups that we get to go to and, um, and because of his word that he has given us and, and reading through Psalm 119 as a church has been just a super awesome thing, you know, and, we were reading through the other night and it was talking about before I was afflicted, or like, you know, before I was afflicted, I, I went astray. And then he goes on and he just praises God for the afflictions and he praises God, you know, for all the good things and um, all the all the things that we consider bad that, that has happened, you know. And so I just want to tell you that um, God is so good because of all the affliction in our life, which is so small compared to so many people. But because of this uncertainty and um, because of all the things that are going on in our life, we really have to step back and we just had to proclaim Jesus Christ as our Lord. And we had to um, just really truly praise God for who he is and what he's done in our life and understand that um, even sleep, like that is a blessing from God. And that no matter how hard Satan pushes us and no matter how bad things seem to be and um, just how much like your life seems like it's just crashing in, that our God is good and it will be used to, to bring him glory and that Jesus Christ, he is our foundation and he is our solid rock and Satan can push us further and further, but he only pushes us further to Christ. And um, so that's Amen. what we wanted to share. Amen. Thank you guys. The perfect uh, segue here. We give thanks to God even in difficult moments, even when it's hard, even when we're sick, even when we're heartbroken. Paul writes from prison, Philippians 4, verse 4, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And you begin to read the context of that in chapter 3, and you begin to see that he's writing to people that are worried and fearful and at odds. And he says, pray, trust the Lord, and as you pray, give God thanks, and he'll give you peace. I'm reminded of the story of Betsy Tim Boom. We've, we've told it so many times, but the sister of Corey Tim Boom, uh, I'll tell you quickly, this, the quick version here is that they're both in a concentration camp in Germany. And they had smuggled in a little Bible into their, into their uh, barracks in this concentration camp. Um, and they're reading this Bible every day to the women in this concentration camp in the barracks. And they're frustrated because inside that barracks, in the beds, are a lot of fleas. And what's, what's crazy is, as you can imagine, how difficult it'd be to try and sleep or try and live among 
uh, in these conditions, literally sleeping five and six deep in these beds um, with fleas as well. But the, the, the interesting thing is the guards wouldn't come into their barracks because of the fleas. And because of that reason, they were able to share the Bible with these girls, these, these ladies in these barracks. They shared Jesus with so many women. So many women came to know the Lord before they were executed in this concentration camp. And it was while they're reading in Thessalonians that Betsy told her sister, Corey, we need to give thanks. And Corey said, how do you give thanks? We're in a concentration camp. We're probably going to die. People are dying every day. They're being executed. They're being exterminated. How are we going to give thanks? And, and, and for what? Betsy said, we'll give thanks for fleas. Because it's these fleas that allow us to give the gospel to these women. And how many of us today need to realize that sometimes we've got to give thanks for the very things that seem to be the thorn in our flesh. God is doing things that we don't see or understand. It was this verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.16, that Betsy came across when she encouraged her sister to give, th and give thanks. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the news, regardless of the weather, God is worthy to be praised, and we ought to give him thanks. Amen? Anybody that would want to just come and share, I want to give thanks in spite of what's going on in my life. I give thanks for this pain, for this thorn, for this thing that I'm walking through, this difficulty, and I may not see it yet, but I give thanks for it because I know I have a good God. Who would come and share? Come on. Good morning. Good morning. Um... A lot of y'all know that I have gone through a lot um, physically, and it's been rough, but God has a reason for all, for all of these things. I've been a type of person that would never ask for help, don't want anybody to help me through situations, I'll figure it out on my own. And I've learned that that's not how God wants it. That's not his plan. Um, Christians are here to help each other out, or, or anyone. Um, and God has a way of working things out. You know, I've I haven't been working since August, but he has provided for me and my family throughout the whole time. Amen. I'll wonder what I'm going to do about, about my rent, about paying bills and everything, but something always happens. He makes it happen for, for us to get through. And... Um, 
I'm learning to depend on other people, which helps me and get rid of some of the stress. And I, th I thank God for that. He's always taking care of me and my family and protecting us and getting us through. I thank God for the South City family. It's been awesome being with y'all and um, in the different ways that I've gotten help from you and in my uh, blood family. So God always make a way. You just gotta um, remember that he is in control and his plan is better than your plan. Um, I've got a few here. Uh, Yesenia, she says, I would like to give thanks for God's love. We love you, Yesenia. Um, and then Ellie, uh, Scott Williams and Ellie. Ellie writes, God has been good to me through my husband, Scott. He's modeled Christ's love for me even when I'm unlovable. Ellie, you are in no way unlovable. I'm just going to tell you that right now. But um, I tell you, Scott and Ellie, he talking about giving thanks through pain. When you watch somebody suffer and you watch somebody going through physical struggle, yet still proclaiming the, the, the power and the, the strength of God. Um, Scott, you're an inspiration. You and Ellie both are to me. We love you guys. Um, Miss Sue Kidd, she writes, we are so thankful for God's sustaining grace throughout a year of loss and sickness. Grateful beyond measure for South City Church and each of you especially our pastor and other leaders. God is good in every situation. I also wanted to share uh, Belinda Shelton. Belinda, we miss you guys so much. Belinda writes, um, she's thankful for our multi-generational church. I feel like I'm able to learn from those who are both older and younger than me. I love that my small group is also multi-generational. So if anybody watching wants to send something, we'll, I'll keep an eye on this, but... I wanted to also share just um, just talking about pain and, and struggle that right now, um, I know we've all experienced loss in different ways this year and um, just so much. And there's nothing like uh, looking at life through the lens of pain and uh, looking at life through the lens of loss um, because it does, Cherry. I think, I, you know, just the way that you shared that you know, you don't want to ask for help. And I definitely, you know, my, my story is one where I didn't really want to depend on anybody. And um, I just wanted to lean on the Lord and look to him. And, um, but even then, I find myself wanting to be in control. <laughs> and there's nothing like so many things that are happening around us that we are so not in control of any of it. And um, just family that's struggling with cancer and COVID and, and loss, unexpected loss and um, just struggle. Um, there's nothing that uh, makes me more quickly to um, crawl up into the arms of the Lord. You know, it's where I finally throw my hands up and I'm like, okay, I am so out of control. And I had a dear counselor friend tell me once, just 
Well, praise God, Lori, that's exactly where God wants you to be sometimes. I was like, okay. Throwing my hands up and not being able to handle it is when God is like, now will you finally rest in me? You know, will you finally let me be your strength? Will you finally let me hold you? Um, So I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for all you precious people. I'm thankful for this church. Thankful for my husband. Goodness gracious, I never thought he would be right there. (laughs) I'm thankful for what God has done in his life. I'm thankful for his obedience. I'm thankful for where I'm weak, that God is strong. I'm thankful for my children. And I'm just thankful for, um, just thankful for Jesus, that he gives us breath every day. Because when he does, every single day, there's a reason. And we each have a purpose. And I'm just, I'm so thankful for every single one of you and for those that are watching. So. We have several in our family that are hurting right now. Um, Jerry and Sue Kidd have had COVID. Um, They have it right now. That's the reason they're not here. They're watching. Um, But pray for them as they um, hopefully finish this out in the next little bit. Pray that God would continue to help their symptoms to not be overwhelming. Pastor Elvis has had uh, COVID. Um, One of our new partners, Ellie, has had COVID. So these are um, wonderful people that we love and and miss and praying for them. Yesterday, one of our precious partners, Ellen Johnson, um, basically memorialized her husband, Bobby. Many of you know Bobby, Big Bobby. Wonderful man of God, wonderful family. And uh, we celebrated his life yesterday as he's gone to be with the Lord, and they're hurting today. But God is good even in the middle of our brokenness, right? And I, I saw this this week. I couldn't help but think about the Johnsons. That thanksgiving increases with the awareness of grace. And this is what I mean. Second uh, Corinthians four, fourteen. listen to this. It says, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus. Amen? And bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. In other words, the more people who come to know Jesus, the more grace that people experience because of his his goodness in his life and death, the more we have to be thankful for. Are there some people in here that know Jesus, right? Huh? Hello? Okay, are, are there people in here who have experienced that incredible grace? Of course. And as more and more experience his grace, more thanksgiving is lifted up to him. I, I want to just give you this opportunity to tell you, if you don't know Jesus, what a beautiful opportunity today to say, I want to trust you, Lord. I want to know you. I don't, I don't want to just take some steps and pray some prayer. God, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to know you. I want, I want you to forgive me and save me. And if you've never prayed that prayer, if you've never done that before, what a beautiful day that grace can extend to you and you can give glory and thanksgiving to God from a heart that is changed. 
I'm going to give just another moment or two. If anybody has anything else to share, thanksgiving to our good God. I want to do that, but I have one more verse before we go. And we're going to sing a song as we leave. Yeah, Marcos. morning is I want to say first uh, thank you for brother Drew for give this opportunity for everyone and I wanna tell you some history in my life <clears throat> well I have different in my experience I'm a I'm a boxing coach is my work too and always when I'm when I try to help the guys you you take you 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 can see too the the power of God when you when you train in somebody else um, like two years ago one father the one the, the kids they are training he tell me some good news and the news is the I was I training a kid that he when when he born he born with a heart problem mm. and the doctors recommended for the kid uh, do some activity some some sport some training and he and he take uh, boxing and. And I remember when I training the kid for almost like probably like two years and a half and and one day his his father is coming with me and he said, Hey coach, I got some notice from the doctor. You know what? The doctor told me Saul is out of his problem, so no more. Huh. And I don't know how I feel like. I can't explain you, but you understand me, how to feel. And I'm not crying that moment. I'm crying in my house, in my room, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I know you men, but men cry too, you know. <clears throat> and and one day I remember too, my pastor Elvis, he said, hey, Marcos, why, why this kid always, he follow you everywhere? And I tell him the pastor, why, you know? <laughs> always when you need help for move something, he's there. Always when you move some punching bags or whatever, he's there. And I said, well, that's the reason why he's following me all the time because he thinks uh, boxing help him and his problem so his problem is out is no no more you know so and I feel like excited because I'm 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 uh, in in two two world titles matches with with some guys boxers and this is this is good too you're excited when you and the corner the one 
uh, the you guys, when you guys fight world title, you're excited. But in, in this case with these kids, this is my title. This is my champion, you know, <laughs> more than a, yeah. Amen. And this is, that I want to tell you my history and how God is good. Amen. For real. Thank you, brothers. Gracias, hermano. Amen. God is good. Even when it doesn't feel like it. Even in a rainy day in the middle of COVID-infect country, we can't figure out who our president is. God is good. Right? God is good. My prayer for us as we leave today is that we would be a people of great of people of gratitude, of people of thankfulness. That even as the day moves on, you just, you just take a little extra time to just say, man, I'm thankful for this lunch. Kids, I'm so thankful for you. Your spouse, I'm so thankful for you. It's something we ought to do every single day, but I, I hope that today and this week draws your heart to a good God who's put breath in your lungs and has given you grace, given you life. I want to read one more scripture, and then the team's going to sing one more song for us, right? Okay. This is Colossians 3, 15 through 17. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you all stand with me? And uh, can we read this together? Let's just read this out loud, and this will be sort of a benediction in a way for us before we sing here. Colossians 3, 15 says... And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let's pray. Father, you're so good, and we thank you, God. We thank you for our church. We thank you for our families. We thank you for life. Lord, thank you for every person who shared and every person who, who is, is with us today and with us even watching online who in any way is entering this contemplative space of saying, God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for life. Thank you for breath. Thank you for provision. Thank you, God. This is a day to lift you up and be grateful to you, oh God. May we leave here as a grateful people and may it change who we are, even how people see us. And God, as we sing this song, may we just in our hearts and our lives say thank you for your goodness. May we worship you now in that thankfulness, in that gratefulness because of your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.